0: Peace, everyone, and welcome to the healing space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I am Brandon Harris
1: Williams.
0: And you are about to take part in one full hour of the awesomeness of the two of us. (laughs)
2: We'll we'll try to keep it reduced to an hour, but it won't be. But that's okay. Just, you know, get your snacks ready, you know. To your
0: little cubicle or your little desk and just, you know, tune everybody out for a minute. Yeah, get your flaming you. Hot Cheetos. Get your orange sun kiss, you know. Ew, not
2: flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> don't eat those.
0: No, thank F- you. First of all, we have listeners who eat flaming Hot Cheetos. Thanks. Well,
2: I'm sorry for them. Oop. I
0: don't eat them. <laughs> maybe, maybe you need to go back and woo-woo again. I'm just saying. <laughs> Can you?
1: you should be
2: mine.
1: Sing. By
2: my
0: oh, sing hey. I knew you needed to get out I your like spirit <laughs> I'm
2: trying I have been singing this song like the past hour nonstop so. <laughs> we're like on a constant loop just the chorus.
0: <laughs> chorus I figured I would be a good friend I'm like okay he needs to get this out his spirit so let's find a way to sneak it in at the beginning of the show <laughs>
2: Doing.
0: Okay. It might pop up back in later on, you know. It may, it may, because y- you like to woo woo, so it happens.
2: Yeah, I do, I do.
0: <laughs> so, um, wait a minute. are You, <laughs> are you singing under <laughs> your breath? Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna get a background music. <laughs> so, so but while I talk about listen. the different things, you're gonna start singing in the background. Exactly. And you can singing that, like, in the background. background huh what (laughs) are you okay I'm
1: really bad I'm not okay
2: (laughs) Okay,
0: okay okay no. Um,
2: no. No. I tried this thing with the theme song, but you wouldn't let me.
0: No, no, because I, I wasn't sure how that was gonna turn out for our listeners, so
2: I was gonna harmonize like Mess Williams and a woman of Bruce the
0: Blaze. <sighs> I I needed people work. to continue to listen, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you tried it. <laughs> you tried it. So we don't want to lose our listeners, so <laughs> They would have been like, "Oh, it's different. They did a remix. Mm, here for mm, this is different indeed. But anyway, so <laughs> we need to get to our weekends. How was yours, sir? Uh, it was boring as usual. One of these weeks, I'm going to say something different. <laughs>
2: but <laughs> this weekend, no, because I just work and have class during the week. I really don't have time to do anything other than like homework um, on the weekend and just try to catch up on rest, so... It was another weekend of homework. Uh, I did get some writing done, not enough,
0: but I'm making progress because I'm rewriting a pilot currently. Come on, so, pilot! Uh,
2: I was able to get a little more work done with that, but that was about it. I went grocery shopping. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, granted, you know, tonight it's still Sunday night, so you know tonight is still young. You
0: right, know. right.
2: Ooh, ooh, uh oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> oh yeah Well, what about you how was your weekend nothing you was, uh, now granted we were supposed to have recorded hours and hours ago but you was having big fun in the big city <laughs> off to see the wretched so
0: <laughs> okay okay we well real late. it's Sunday so let's start back at Friday okay B- because I, I did more than grocery shop but anyway so yes um hi Brandon what? I was like, why
2: did you say my name? I didn't have
0: a comment. I love I love when I can come for you and you don't realize it's happening. That's the beauty of our friendship. But yeah. What when you said because
2: you didn't want grocery
0: shop? So on Friday I, I went Friday. to <laughs> On Friday I went to the High Museum of Art with my friend George. And we went to the opening of the Making Africa exhibit. And it was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. if you are in Atlanta, if you're visiting Atlanta, um, oh, Lord, I forgot when it ends. Uh, but you can, of course, always Google the high uh, the High Museum of Art and find out about the exhibit. I can't remember when it ends. But yeah, so it opened this weekend and they had a big to-do and it was really awesome. Uh, Great drinks, lots of DJs, music playing. The exhibit itself was beautiful Uh, from uh, the the paintings. So they had like some short stories that were playing. Uh, It was awesome. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And, uh, there's a, there's an area cause you know, it's, well, I say, you know, but for those who have been there, two separate buildings, um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> on one side, you know, they, they have the art that's always there separate from the exhibits that just come, you know, for people to view for some, for a little bit of time. Uh, but in the building where the, the art that's always there on the lower level, they had uh, three different DJs that were playing music and it was cool mm-hmm. and all, but the DJ playing outside of the museum when I tell you that he had, oh my God, like lit is an understatement. <laughs> like they had soca music yeah, playing she used the new term. and uh, whatever. <laughs> they had uh, they had a conga line going. I recorded some of it to put on my Instagram story. You didn't get in the conga line? No, George did. You're I did to not. Conga? No, no, I wasn't nearly right. drunk you're enough not too good. for that. Exactly. Excuse? Well, I, said no. Excuse? I said you took too good to conga. You said no. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> moving on so anyway but yeah that was a great experience and i love the high museum of art and i mean i would go back again just for this exhibit that's just how great it was but uh after we left there we made our way to einstein's and it's funny because i haven't been to einstein's in years like i can't tell you the last time i went before this weekend and so i decided i was like you know what i'm gonna start going back to einstein's again i really enjoyed when i went there years ago So, the reason why it's significant is because I went from never being in years to literally going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. (laughs) Well,
2: it was Friday weekend in Atlanta,
0: so, you know, maybe it
2: has something
0: to do with it. No, no, well, yes and no. Well, Um, (laughs) (laughs) sis, it it had had more to do with today than it did with Friday and Saturday. Friday, it was a choice to go there specifically. Yesterday, it was kind of bar hopping and stuff like that. And it was like, okay, you know, well, let's go there to have some more drinks as well. And everything happens for a reason. Because when we went there yesterday, I actually ended up seeing uh, an old friend of mine from D.C. And so we were able to catch up again. So that was really cool. Uh, Yesterday, because Einstein's was pretty much the end of Friday. After that, I got an Uber and hit it home. Yesterday, I was out with Christopher and his aunt. And we hung out mm-hmm. all around Midtown in the neighborhood. We were in the park for Pride and everything. This was probably the most I've ever participated in Pride. <laughs> like in in Baltimore, in New York, I don't think I've ever been as as into Pride as I was this this weekend. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed myself. It was a lot of fun. Did you? Ooh, not about too much. Saturday, right? Yes, yeah, Saturday. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I believe you on Saturday. I'll take your word for it. Whatever. Um, so yes, so (laughs) we ended at Einstein's and then after that, once again, ended up heading home after that. So today we ended up, uh, myself, Christopher and Christopher's boyfriend, Malcolm, we ended up getting to the park around 1230 for the parade. And, uh, it was only my second time going to a parade. Um, my first time was in New York the weekend after Michael Jackson died and so that was like the city was just it was a buzz um but yeah so this was only the second time and i was like it was it was pretty cool uh because with the parade in new york i didn't stay for the entire thing i pretty we stayed from the moment we got there until the end this time Mm -hmm. so it was just really cool i did a lot of recording everybody out there had such great energy uh, mm-hmm. it it was really really cool it was super inclusive I just love the energy I love that everybody was getting along there was so mm-hmm. much melanin oh my god it was beautiful it was really mm-hmm. beautiful so after that we met up with Kevin because Kevin was actually in the parade uh, and then we met up with him and we made our way into the park a little bit but then we were like okay let's go back and uh, go to yeah. one of the bars I saw real quick I saw you on uh,
2: Kevin's Instagram story and you looked over it. You were like two or three of his stories. I was like, oh my gosh, like you, like you were ready to go home. Like the park was not for you at all, not even a little bit. You had your thunder shades on, your arms were folded, you had your hood up on your sweatshirt. Like, take me home, take me home right now.
0: I was, but that's just it. I wasn't over it though. Like I was really enjoying myself. It's just that. That was you
1: enjoying
0: yourself. Listen. I need you to understand, for people who just, like, dance naturally, like, they just want to dance around everywhere, no. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. I need friends like that in my life, so I love that Kevin and Christopher can just dance. I need that, because that's light, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. Not mm-hmm. me. Like,
1: clearly.
0: I, I am honestly, you, and you know, you know I say anything out my mouth. I don't need alcohol in order to be transparent, but to dance... Yeah Yeah I need some alcohol <laughs> Okay So I was way too sober To get down the way they were I was like Oh no I'm good So well, That's what that, that was It it's Gonna it, make a mental note
2: Everybody listening Gonna make a mental note
0: Anyway Moving forward But we ended up eating At Einstein's Yet again <laughs> And this time It's because every other place Really was packed Like every place was packed Um And so You know It was like Okay was well not to cut you off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No,
2: go ahead. No, I was gonna say because also it was Friday weekend, but it was also Afro Punk Atlanta was also this
0: weekend. Oh yeah, and yeah. And it was yeah. also a
1: Falcons
2: game today, and there was some other stuff going on. I'm just like,
0: okay. Listen, so, Atlanta's not that damn
2: big, but okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was looking over my uh my IG stories from Friday until now, and I'm just sitting there like all of these different videos that I've seen of people doing all different types of stuff. I saw somebody at the orchestra. I saw people at the game. Like I was like, there's a lot happening this weekend. It really oh, is. Small ass cities. Yeah. You, you keep saying one thing I've come to learn since <laughs> I moved here is this place is nowhere near as small as I thought it was until I lived here. But Okay. That's well
1: maybe so. Maybe that's what it
0: is. That's also because I'm including the surrounding counties though. Like I consider I all of that, that to be true. Atlanta. So like, right. Yeah. So it's like when you include all of that stuff, it makes the place a heck of a lot bigger. Cause when I used to visit, I'm like, Oh my God, why is that not enough to do? <laughs> and then the minute you Tonight move you here, too, no, there's you. always something to do in Atlanta. Always. Oh you my goodness. Commercial for the city. I love it. Do L- <laughs> anybody else listening? You're silly. If you don't live there
2: already. Don't move. I just need me- nowhere for you to drive. I nowhere for you to park. Ain't nowhere for you to stay. Keep your ass where you at and come and visit. Don't move. Don't move. I'm listening. You done? No, I'm finished. But
0: what's up? Anyway, I, (laughs) I was, this place was never sold to me properly from all of my friends who live here. And it, I don't know if it's because they lived here for a long time or what, but they never sold it like, it's because you're visiting. If you actually lived here, you'd see a difference. No one ever sold it like that. They, Whenever I, I would say that it was boring or something like that, all of my friends who I have here, who were here before me, would always be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like they're, they're, there was never a, I don't see what it is you see, you know? So that's why mm-hmm. I'm making sure to tell other people that. Like, no, this place is, yeah. This is definitely a place that you want to live If you want a lot to do And if you're a hustler And want to create, you know, your own brand And really get out there This is the perfect place for that It can absolutely happen um, I feel like that's a whole nother show But anyway, it so It is that's, <laughs> that, that's the weekend That's mine, that's yours And now we can move forward into Healing Through Pop Culture Hey, turn up What? <laughs> <laughs> So let's get into some of our favorite shows, which we hope for you listeners, these are yours as well. Let's start off with TGIT. Go ahead, Brandon.
2: My good girl Shonda Lynn and Pete, uh, no, I think that's his last name. <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> but I used to always get from credit, like, you know, every, when Hegware Murder first came on, everybody always talks about, you know, Shonda's playing games, Shonda wrote this crazy, whatever, whatever. Every week I used to be like, no, this is not her show. Right. Now I don't remember the man's name. I gotta do better with my life.
0: Uh, I want you so to I'm know. I want you to know that you say that every show. But okay, go ahead. I say what every show. You need to do better with your life.
2: Because <laughs> I do. We are all a work in progress, and this is called the healing space. We're all healing and growing to do better, be better, learn better, move better, live better, eat better, breathe better,
0: all of that. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, go ahead.
2: <laughs> so, um with murder. Uh, was, I mean, pretty Hollywood murder-ish. Um, them kids was doing stuff, you know, like none of them Keaton Five, so I don't care. Um, the the lady, though, uh, shoot, I'm going to get her name wrong. Amira Vaughn from Underground, and she's done a bunch of different things. She was uh, Journey at mom on Underground. Um, But, yeah, she was on this episode. I enjoyed her, not necessarily the story arc that she was part of, but that's okay. And then um the main case of the week um Annalise was what was Annalise doing why don't I remember I put it in my notes and now I can't read my notes
0: she was trying to get a dude off it was a dude who was like covered in tattoos
2: yes 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 that's why she was trying to go thank you for that's why I keep you around she was um going to work for the public defender's office and so trying to help somebody on his appeal or his retry his case to get him off. And she ended up uncovering some stuff at the public defender's office. Mary and Jean Baptiste was on this episode. I really enjoyed their interactions with each other. I hope she can come back. I don't know if she will, given how the episode ended. But I would like to see her on the show again. Did you have anything for that?
0: Nope.
2: Well, there it is.
0: <laughs> Moving on with Scandal.
2: Um, you want the good stuff first? You want the bad stuff first? What you want? Both. What order do you want? Do you want the good stuff or the bad stuff first? Because oh, I'm not gonna walk through the episode.
0: So just, just mix it up, good and bad.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, the highlight of the episode, to well, yeah, the highlight of the episode to me was Quinn and Charlie um, when they had like their their kind of fight or whatever in the, the episode because they were pretending he was pretending to be somebody else so they could like find people to work for. Uh, I mean, find clients for QPA. Quinn has always been one of my favorite characters on the show. I know a lot of times, folks like Kill Quinn, we don't like her. She's too annoying. I have always loved Quinn. Now, she might have been three different characters over the course of these seven seasons, but I have always loved Quinn. That was Shade. I hope you caught it. Um, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: so, I really enjoyed them because I really want them to get married. I like them together. and so. But this was a conversation I've been wondering myself, though, are they really like from two different worlds? where they really work? But I'm hoping they, they make it. We're going to see. It's a scandal, so they might not. But we gonna see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Abby and David were kind of flirting with each other. I was like, oh, I would like them back together again because her and um, the other guy—they're not together, right? They just like sleep together on occasion.
0: No, he's actually gone. They've been broken up for a while now.
2: Okay, I was—I couldn't remember because yeah. I was because he was in last season, right? Mm-hmm. For a little bit, episode or two. Okay, I'm like, I, know I didn't make that up. in My
0: mind. <laughs> um, After she was blackmailed, I- she ended up. He, she ended up. They ended up breaking up.
2: Okay, okay. Best of, so I, remember being, I remember them being in bed, but I don't remember anything other than that. Like, I can't picture it in my head right now. Um, I'm always wondering where the black men in D.C. for Olivia to date sleep with, flirt with. Every time somebody comes on, I'm like, really? Every single time. Because the times the black men come, it's because Rowan has something to do with it. Go figure. Mm-hmm. So, mm, there's that. I really didn't care about the ending. Fitz showed up. I've been saying for the past two weeks or however long, I don't know why Tony Gould is on this season, but okay. So, yeah, that's
0: scandal. No, that's not scandal, because how is it week after week you get on me for forgetting the main <laughs> storyline, and then that's what you just did. You completely ignored the main storyline of the show. Okay, well,
2: you got
0: it. Really? Okay. What? So, there ended up <laughs> being a huge dinner that was held. Uh, mm-hmm. Millie and uh, Olivia put on a big dinner mm-hmm. for the president of Bashran, is it? And mm-hmm. he ended up coming for the dinner because they wanted to talk about a peace treaty for the missiles or something like that. Um, that's why I didn't mm-hmm. want to talk about it, because I know the overall story, but I can't really put it into words. Uh, so, what ended up happening is they were pretty much flat out, they thought he was an enemy, he's not an enemy. He's he's pretty yeah. much being uh, uh, threatened, and his life yeah, is being cause threatened
2: because he can't, because he can't, um, he can't basically go against his country. Like he wants to do the right thing and like make the treaty, but he knows that that'll like jeopardize his family and his place as president of his particular country or whatever. So that's right. why he couldn't go ahead with the treaty. And then Levy ended up finding that information that his niece was going to school in the United States under different names. She threatened him and tried to blackmail him, saying that. Uh, <clears throat> Saying that, you know, you have to tell the truth, you have to do what's right, because you know what I'm saying? If not, then we're going to expose you. So either way, it's a lose-lose for him,
0: pretty right, much. Right, But
2: while all of that is going on, he decides he's going to leave, he's not going to do it, um, QPA and associates are at the dinner trying to find clients, like I said already, and so Huck is awkward, because Huck, Huck he can't really make small talk, and so he notices that one of the guys, supposed to be a veteran, um, his medals are on his um, uniform in the wrong order. So he finds out that he's actually an assassin because he's like, nobody would be there hiding pretending to be somebody else unless they are an assassin like him and Charlie were there pretend to be other people. And so just as the assassin is about to kill the president of Bashron, then that's when they come in and they save the day.
0: You was, was, able, a- you was able to give that whole breakdown. But so anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, so that was Scandal. Great job. OK, how about Grey's? Mm-hmm.
2: you get know, on my last because I didn't write down like the actual story I wrote the things that I wanted to discuss
0: L- Listen, but, but you gave that rundown like it was the episode was sitting right in front of you I know that much anyway
2: well hey
0: mm-hmm. passionate about it mm-hmm.
2: Um, so on Grey since you want these storylines <laughs> there was a well, Catherine came back. Okay. I've, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I know I've said this to you before. I absolutely love Debbie Allen. I love Debbie, Al- Debbie Allen on the show. Mm-hmm. But I wish you could see more of Catherine. I know we can't see more of Catherine because Catherine is played by Debbie Allen. If you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, I wish she was another actress. That was all that to say that. that. Just because I want to see more of her. Right. But, so, Catherine was back in the town because they were trying to deal with the fallout of um, <clears throat> Harper Avery dying. It was his funeral and then... Uh, he left Jackson a lot of money, so she wanted to have a family dinner, family dinner meaning her, Jackson, and Richard, to discuss the money that he was left and what he's going to do with it. It was like a quarter of a billion dollars, a half a billion dollars, something like that, right? hmm You don't remember? Okay. It was a lot of money. So, yeah, but um, Richard ended up inviting Maggie to the dinner, not knowing what Catherine wanted to talk about. <clears throat> and maggie and uh jackson have been having this weird kind of tensions semi flirtation thing they clearly like each other but they haven't verbally expressed it just yet and so there was this awkwardness um <clears throat> but maggie ended up kind of convincing jackson to take the money um we he hasn't figured out what he's gonna do with it yet right no uh-uh okay so she because so she was basically on katherine's side kind of thing and so at the end of the episode when they're discussing and Catherine comes in and she's like you know whenever my mom would tell me something I would never listen but when my sister would say something it would um I would always listen to my sister Zach and Maggie were kind of like grossed out because they're like okay well I guess we can't like each other but it's fine they still like each other at some point they gonna say something but yeah so then on what else was happening let me see where my notes go um so Amelia had her surgery um she was fine. She was kind of freaking out afterwards, because uh, it showed a few of her days post-op before she like left the hospital. And um, we just slowly saw her progress after the surgery. Um, and then as she's about to leave, Owen comes in. He's like, "You know, we're gonna go home to whatever." And she's like, "No, I don't want to go home. Like, we shouldn't go home together because we were just, you were just doing that because I, I was just got, a, I just got a surgery basically. Like, you were coming in here to end things with me before you found out about my tumor." So we should like kind of continue that way. I have to kind of rediscover myself. We have to figure things out for ourselves again. Kind of rediscover who we both are. Um did I miss anything with that so far? No, you good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, also, uh, um, Amelia Sturgeon, who removed her tumor, apparently is one of Catherine's old boyfriend's lovers. So there was a kind of comedic storyline. Anytime Richard saw him, or he was hurted with Captain Richard, kind of had an attitude.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, do, do,
2: do, 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 do. Uh, why can't I remember? Wait oh, okay. So Riggs left. I th- I think I completely forgot that Riggs was gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know why. I thought he just, like, I don't know where I thought. But yeah. <clears throat> so Riggs is gone, and he had been, he's he been calling Meredith throughout the episode. She's not answering the phone. Finally, she does answer, it's because he went overseas trying to get Farouk back home to Megan. I was about to say Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> back to, to Megan, because <laughs> she's not able to leave the hospital yet, or whatever. So Meredith's able to help him out, and so they, her and Megan have a conversation, like they were trying to push Riggs off to each other, because they felt like the other woman deserves him more, or whatever. And so Meredith helps Riggs bring fruit back, so Megan, so Megan can be happy. But we don't have a, a uh, resolution on Meredith and Riggs, yet yeah, I don't think. I'm mad. Scandal was more clear than Graves, but <laughs> as I'm saying it, I'm like, why is it, why is it fuzzy to me? But yeah, so um, throughout the episode, we see Ben like getting up early to go jog. Um, like, when Miranda when Miranda, when Miranda, oh, stutter, when Miranda <laughs> wakes up, <laughs> like, she's not in bed or she passes him in the hallway. He's, like, passed out um, on a gurney at one point, or a stretcher at one point, uh, like taking a nap, kind of thing and so because i because i know he's going to the spinoff to me that's like we're starting to build up towards that because he confides in joe that he's like working towards he's building something or like working towards something but he's scared to tell his wife i think you've said it before i don't know if you said it on podcast either but like if he ends up changing jobs to become a firefighter he's like had more job changes than anybody else so
1: yes
0: <laughs> that's not make sense
2: because i mean was that just me or you got that too that's what we were building towards with him
0: Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Okay. And then him and Joe kind of still have their friendship uh, with each other and they're confiding in each other. And she tells him... Let me back up. (laughs) With Megan's surgery, Megan's going to be published and she's going to put Joe's name on it to be published also. So she asks Joe for a picture to go into the article. But Joe tells her that she can't, you know, be attached to it and... And then Ben is like, are you crazy? Why can't you do that? And then Joe is like, I can't because I'm hiding from my husband. So, so he sees my picture. He's going to find me and know that I'm living by a fake name now. And so then that just means that we're slowly, but surely getting towards her husband returning at some point. Cause they keep bringing him up. I was about to say, he's,
0: to he, he's supposed to be coming back this season. So yeah,
2: Sean is not subtle. She's not going to keep telling us something and it don't happen.
0: Right, like,
2: It's fine. <laughs> Which is fine. So we just know to be prepared. Right. Um, and then at the end of the episode, um, Arizona is about to go home, but she sees April uh, just laying down on like one of the stretches also. And though she's like, going home is kind of awkward because it's the night. She doesn't have her daughter. And April's like, you know what I'm saying? You get adjusted to it at some point. You kind of have a new normal kind of thing. And then Arizona goes home, and she's in the bed with uh, the Lucas sister. I can't remember her name right now. And she gets a text message from her daughter saying she wants to come home. You know how I already feel. Sophia never should've left.
0: But
2: <laughs> you already know how I feel.
0: Uh-huh. If Callie
2: wanna go chase her little heifer, she can go chase her little heifer. You're not taking my child with you. But that's just me. Uh-huh. So yeah.
0: Okay, so you great. You all done with TGRT?
2: I think so. Did I miss
0: anything? No, you got it. You definitely got all (laughs) the greys. You ain't leave no stone unturned. Well, you you yelled at me about scandals. I
2: had to
0: make sure. I got on you for what you always get on me for. You say I I leave out the main storyline. That's the only reason why I said that. Because you talked around everything except for the actual story of why they were all at the dinner in the first place.
2: That's all I said. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next is mm-hmm. This
0: Is Us Indeed like Ain't it? Ain't, isn't, isn't This Is Us next? Anyway So on this episode of This Is Us We were introduced <laughs> to Deja Which is the foster kid that Randall and Rebecca took in And, and it, Rebecca? Oh lord <laughs> Yes, Randall and his mother <laughs> I mean, come on, Edipzig Randall and Beth, excuse me. Uh, yes. They brought in Deja, and it's she's she's going through a rough patch in the very beginning. Uh, one, because she's under the impression she's going to see her mother very soon. Uh, but mm-hmm. two, because of the relationship she's had with her mother. And was it her father or her mother and different men? Is that what it was?
2: I don't think they explicitly said. I think we just know a, a man in her life at some point.
0: Right. So she had been abused. And mm-hmm. she was under the impression that it was going to be the exact same way with Randall and Beth. Mm-hmm. And so there's a point where she's arguing with Beth over, it was something that belonged to her mother, right?
2: It was the cigarettes. Yeah. And I think Beth was going through her stuff to put her, like, her belongings up, and then she saw the pack of cigarettes,
0: and they got right. into an argument. Yeah. So when Randall came in, Deja was under the impression that he was about to hit her. And that's when, mm-hmm. you know, she completely stopped, and she, like, kind of jumped away from him. So, okay. uh, Beth calmed everything down, you know, took Randall out. So it's a very mm-hmm. interesting journey to watch with him because of where he came from, you know, being someone who was adopted and then trying to navigate this whole situation with her because she's not coming in as a baby. And, you yeah. know, so she already has a lot of trauma that has taken in her, that has happened in her life before she ever met them, you know? Um, um so by the end which of... Which is exactly the thing that
2: he was... I do
0: So by the end of the episode you get to see a relationship that she begins to build with the daughters and you mm-hmm. know she apologizes about everything as far as the cigarettes she lets them know that they are her mothers and she was just holding them for when her mother gets out but then they inform her that her mother's gonna end up spending some time in jail Yeah. and so that ends up hitting her pretty hard you know uh, mm-hmm. and then I I have no desire to mention that man's name so I'll let you handle the Kevin part
2: Okay, so Kevin is finally... Oh, real quick. um, This is a storyline with um, Deja and Randall. really reminds me... And even though it's going to be totally different, but there was a storyline on Parenthood that was kind of similar where one of the siblings, uh, Julie and her husband, Joel, they brought in a foster kid. He was about maybe 11 or 12, and he had some issues too, and it was really rough with them adjusting. They went through it. If y'all watch Parenthood, y'all know what I'm talking about. But yeah, (laughs) so I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with them and Deja because she's going to be there for a while and since... They made progress, but she's clearly not happy that she's gotta be there. Right. Like longer. Like she was like, okay, I can like I think she was more so on the person like I can kind of apologize and make up with them because i 'cause I'm gonna be leaving like tomorrow or next week kind of thing. Right. Not oh this is about to be my, my apartment at home for a while, so yeah. Right. But um so Kevin is finally on uh, the set of the Ron Howard movie that he got offered in the finale in the First season finale, and Sylvester Stallone happens to be the big name attached to the movie. Also, um, it's an army movie, and so they see Sylvester Stallone on set. And him, he's there with um, Kate. Yeah, I, I always confuse Kate and Rebecca. I don't know why. <laughs> like their names, like not even like any of their stories, anything. Just their names, right? But yeah. So they see him and Kate see uh, with Stallone on set and so Kate's going on and on and on about how a big of a fan that dad was of his they watched his movies all the time and Kevin kind of like clams up which we've kind of seen before but not as much in this episode like anytime Jack is brought up or, or anything about his death Kevin's like, shuts down or he can't really focus or anything. So as uh, the day goes on while he's on set, Kate and Sylvester are really uh, bonding and she's sharing, sharing all these stories about Jack, and how much they watch his movies, et cetera. And so right before, a, it's a big scene that Kevin has to have with Sylvester Stallone. Um, he, he goes into, like, you know, your sister was telling me about how you guys watch my movies, how big of a fan your dad was, how much he loved me. And I just want to let you know that really means a lot to me. He'd be very proud of the things that you're doing. And it's really like messes Kevin up. So he can't get his lines quite right. And when he finally is able to get it, he like he like struggles through it. Uh-huh. And so, Kate comes in his trailer afterwards and she's like, you know, you're off to a Rocky Star but you finally posted that, that was really good. So Kevin, you know, goes off on her, you know, about her telling those private things. And she's like, you, really, you never really like to talk about that anyway though. He's like, and she was like, I realized that was a problem for me, too. But, you know, when I went to therapy and everything, I worked through it for the most part. And he's like, well, I don't need to walk around being sad and damaged like you my whole life kind of thing. And so she was upset with him. And then um, he, he has another scene with Sylvester Stallone. And he kind of struggles through that, too. He ends up injuring his knee because his mind is just kind of, or you know, it's not with Sylvester Stallone, but it's just another movie on the set. But his mind kind of thinking about his dad still in the argument with Kate, so he can't quite focus. So he calls Kate to apologize, they make up, and then he just realizes that he's, he needs to kind of work through his stuff, but he's not really trying to, at least not yet. So.
0: And the also that of he, states, the best so he also has more in common with Jack than he realizes.
2: The same person, but yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, the same person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you, because I, I definitely couldn't mention that that other man's name, so I appreciate that.
2: You're hey, very welcome. Mm-hmm. And
0: somehow we're gonna discuss y'all's beef, but not today. Yeah, after 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 Creed Two comes out, we can talk about that. But um, <laughs> but okay. So I know you wanted to hit on two shows that I didn't watch this week, but you did, and that's Dynasty and The Mayor.
2: Yes. Okay. So Dynasty, um, I was really excited, but I should have known because it's on the CW, and then it's from uh, the creators of Gossip Girl and OC. Gossip Girl was okay to me. I never watched those but it's, I think it would have been better if they tried to do like how Dallas did when they did their reboot, where they actually had the original cast or whatever. And Dallas really was, in my opinion, I really, I like soap stuff. So I think it was like well written They were, it was doing a good job. It just sucks that Larry Hagman passed away. So the show kind of like fell because he was such a huge force on the show. Right. So I think that with the dynasty, I think them trying to chase a younger crowd might work. But they also have alienated and lost all the older crowd that probably could have came to. Right. So it was OK. Um, Grant's show keeps him a gig. Like, stay booked. But <laughs> other than I mean, I'm going to like watch the next few episodes before I make my final opinion. But it was nothing really to like really talk about. Yeah. And then with the mayor, um, I really enjoyed the mayor. The mayor is absolutely hilarious. I definitely think y'all should be watching it. It comes all right right after Blackness. So you didn't even got to change the channel. Uh, you have Hulu, it's on there too, so, um, it's just about, he's an aspiring rapper, and then he ends up running for mayor, like, to kind of promote his music more so, but he ends up getting elected, so now he's just trying to find his way with doing that. Um, uh, I don't remember any of the guys' names, and that's horrible, <laughs> but Yvette Nicole Brown is on the show, and Leah Michelle from Glee is on the show, so, you should watch it, it's really hilarious. The second episode, I was, like, hollering out loud, so
0: yes yeah. um I don't know if I mentioned once upon a time last week I don't think so I'm gonna you wait me? okay I'm gonna wait until next week and I'm gonna make comments about once upon a time and the flash uh and okay. I think I think by then Riverdale may have come back on too so I'm gonna comment real quick on all of them next week because some love I, I, I feel some kind of way when it comes to some shows and I need to make some comments but yeah <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry. Was was that all as far as the mayor? No,
2: that was it for Dynasty and the mayor. Yeah, okay, real quick, just mention them.
0: Got you. Okay, so now we're going to go into Blackish. And Blackish was a really important episode dealing with postpartum depression. And Mm -hmm. it, I mean, like you and I were texting each other about it. We did our best to not really go into it because we wanted to talk about it on here but mm-hmm. Tracy Ellis Ross acted her entire life off. She really the fuck did. She She really, really did. And I think I text to you immediately after I finished watching it that this is immediate for her and every, any award. <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. I specifically said Emmys to you, but everything. Golden Globe, like, I'm sorry because she, I don't, it's such a, I love the fact that this is a comedy that's not afraid to talk about really important topics, you know? Mm -hmm. And to not shy away from stuff. Like, the interactions between she and Ruby in this whole episode was so real, you know? Yeah. And it's like, for a comedy, you wouldn't be under the impression that she makes a comment, like, Rainbow makes a comment about Ruby needing to leave and need to move out because she can't take her anymore. And you would think that there would be something funny to follow that up with, you know? But it's like, Mm -hmm. the fact that Andre was like, no... she's right. You have to go, you know, um, and that, that ended up happening. And that even though they ended up making peace with each other in the end, it's still a situation where no, you're still not allowed to be here just yet in time. You know, that was very real. That was very real.
2: I loved it. I loved
0: it. It was handled with so much respect, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Cause I think, I think they're all like, uh, the four adult leads, especially are all very talented, dramatic actors each in their own right yeah. and so i think it's very good that they're able to like stretch and do different things at different times like you're saying like it's still like because outside of i think that one the one scene where she really goes off yeah it's still pretty comedic throughout like it's not a really heavy episode right but they're still able to find that balance and that balance is what makes it work because yeah. you're able to go there with the hard topics and go there as much as you need to emotionally but then still pull it back you know what i'm saying and be comedic so yeah. i absolutely loved it And if y'all are like me, y'all have known for years that Tracy Ellis Ross can act up a high dog. Y'all have known that that heffa can balance comedy and drama well. Y'all have known. So, that's all I'm going to say. Heffa acts. And heffa been acting.
0: (laughs) Damn it. The last thing I'll say is that if you haven't watched Blackish yet, you honestly should. And this isn't, you know, any type of shaming or stuff like that. I genuinely feel like you're missing out. You know. I really mm-hmm. feel like it is a worthwhile show. And like he said, the four adult leads can act, but the thing that makes it so beautiful and this is one of the things I love about modern family too, the kids are great actors as well, you know?
2: Exactly. Like, yeah, everybody over there pulls their weight and even when he goes to work it's like they're, they're as crazy and awkward and as racist and whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like right. it might be at work, it still works. And it's still everybody everybody has their their place their importance they're they're all pieces to the puzzle to make it all work
0: I look forward to those work scenes every episode <laughs> every episode
2: because <laughs> they're just so damn ignorant you're like oh
0: my gosh <laughs> okay so next is Queen Sugar mm-hmm. and Brandon is very aware of how I felt about this episode
1: mm-hmm. it
0: is easily my favorite episode of the entire series not just the season Come on. The series. And yes, no. I, I did a really good job with keeping how I felt away from Brandon because we wanted it to be something fresh. And I mentioned it on the podcast. But the reason why it was so important to me is because I constantly talk about, and even on this podcast, the importance of transparency. Mm-hmm. And this episode was all about transparency from literal start to finish, you know. And mm-hmm. so it felt like one huge exhale for me to watch this journey of everybody being their authentic selves in front of each other, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's, it starts with the first uh, the first two people that I talk about is Ralph Angel and Remy. And you can help me out a little bit, because I can't remember. I, I think it was a class on farming that Ralph found, re- Uh I'm not
2: specifically sure what, what he teaches. I'm, I couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah, I'm like something with agriculture or something, right? Um, mm mm-hmm. So he's in the class, Ralph Angel is going there Remy let him know, you know, that he should attend the class, go back to school or something of that nature So Remy he's is just, um, uh, No, go ahead. Uh, so Ralph Angel is in there and of course with him being the person that he is uh, he ends up catching feelings because when he makes some comments about the proper way of doing business or something like that um, Remy corrects him in front of the whole class. As, as a teacher should do, like there's no, you know, you don't get special treatment just because you're family, you know Um, mm-hmm. So, well, quote, unquote, family. So it's like Ralph Angel feels some kind of way. And he says it later on when they're having a talk with each other. I think it's after class is over. So he pretty much tries to shame Remy and then also insults Charlie because he's like, you two are the exact same. You feel like you're above people, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling some kind of way as always, because, you know, Ralph Angel triggers me all the time because I just feel like he's so freaking selfish and so me, me, me. But Mm -hmm. what I loved about their interaction at Vi's Cafe was that Remy brought to light the truth about Ralph Angel. Mind you, I knew it the whole time, but it's just seeing Ralph Angel constantly beat down other people that makes me unable to go into my life coach mode and be like, well, this is the reason why. You feel me? But Mm -hmm. Remy brought it to the forefront, you know? And it's like all of the things that Ralph Angel deals with, he eventually ends up taking it out on other people. And he it, it's a thing where and I'm not sure if this is exactly what, what Remy said, but he he always feels like nobody is in his corner and no one has his back. And, you know, like I was telling you before, the only person who he's out here for is blue. That's it. So, so it was like, Remy had to let him know I am not the person that you're trying to make me seem. I got your back. I'm your brother, you know? I'm here for you if you need me. And what really touched me is that not only was he completely transparent about who he was and him understanding uh, Ralph's angel, but the embrace at the end and him telling him he loves him. You feel me? Yeah. Like that was so needed to see two black adult men being able to have a transparent conversation where they could be emotional and then afterwards embrace and say, I love you. That was so real to me seeing that. Oh my God, it blew me away. That's the reason why I had to mention that one first. So did you have any feelings about that particular, those those two people?
2: No, I I think you covered it all. I don't
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So then we end up finding out more truths about Lorna, you know? And I don't know how everyone feels about Lorna, but I've enjoyed her from the very beginning and I told you that. I I love that she has not she has been a full human being, which is what I love. Even when it comes to Ralph Angel, I appreciate the fact that they make these people full human beings. So okay. she's been on this show and she hasn't been a stereotype, while also being able to say and do some things that raises an eyebrow, but only in the sense that she's usually thinking from her, from a perspective of being better off financially, not necessarily the from business, a yeah. right. She's not thinking from morals; she's thinking from finance. You know, um, mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, I appreciate that they make her a full human being in that sense, but her interaction with Nova was powerful. Because Nova was led to believe her entire life that Lorna tore her mother and father apart. Mm -hmm. And then Lorna shares the full truth with her about what actually happened, which was her mother was very much like Nova. You know, she was a free spirit and she didn't want to be held back. She loved their father. Yes. You know, but she wanted to Mm -hmm. be able to do her and their father wanted more. You know, he wanted more of a foundation, less, you know, less float, more ground. So he ends up going to California and that's where he meets Lorna. But they're not together anymore. And that's the thing that was never shared with Nova. Nova was always under the impression that Lorna took her father and it all came from Aunt Vi, you know. So they sit there having this really difficult conversation. And to watch Nova and Charlie in that moment in these tears It struck me so hard because it wasn't the tears of I'm breaking down, you know, I'm hunched over, I'm bawling. Both of these women were, their faces, everything was still, bodies still, and tears just flowing. You feel me? And I'm like, the acting in that scene was amazing. And it ended up leading to uh, Nova having to have a conversation with Vi, Because throughout the course of the episode, you get to see the trauma that Vi has gone through when it comes to white people. Uh, Because really quick, Hollywood is at the house with one of the men who work for him, and he's white. And Mm -hmm. Vi sees him in the house, and she feels some kind of way. And Hollywood calls her out for it. And when he calls her out, she shares with him that it's because we're just a part of two different generations that you don't understand. So you can see that there's trauma. And you end up seeing that happen in her interaction with Lorna. So when Nova confronts her, because Nova's like, now I've heard Lorna's truth. So let me find out the full. I've gotten your reason my whole life. Then I finally had some light shed with Lorna's. So let's find the middle. What's the truth? So come to find out everything that Lorna said was true all these years, you know? Um, So Nova's gone her entire life thinking that she was the villain and she wasn't. No one was the villain. Her mother just wanted to be able to live a life. And her father didn't want the same type of life that her mother wanted, you know? So mm-hmm. it's kind of an aha moment for Vi because now she has to look at the way that Holly was looking at her, but also the pain that she caused Nova all these years. So there ends up being a situation where Vi and Lorna finally get to talk. And again, a very real conversation because you, you see that Vi in her own way is finally releasing the anger that she's held for Lorna all of these years. But it wasn't something where they ran up and hugged each other or even shook hands. There was still mm-hmm. distance between the two of them. But it was an understanding that things won't be the way they've always been. I'm a work in progress. Even at this age, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciated that. And once again, transparency. All these conversations have been people just being transparent. Just being very clear. And it ended with Nova and Robert. And the reason why this was so important is because throughout the episode, the reason why Nova ended up having the full circle that she had is because she felt some kind of way about Robert giving her a key to her his place in Atlanta. And so, you know, she's having a conversation with Charlie and everything, and Charlie is just telling her to not feel rushed to do anything. To be to feel like you need to feel. But in Nova hearing what it is that she's hearing about her mother being a free spirit and not feeling like she could be able to settle down with their father the way that he wanted her to made Nova realize that she was kind of walking in the same footsteps and she's not sure that she wants to do that so Robert's already feeling some kind of way because when they have a conversation on the phone earlier in the episode she sounds like she's kind of stepping away from where they were going with each other so he feels some kind of way when he walks into his apartment in the end and Nova's there but Nova's pretty much letting him know I'm in this with you I'm not running you know. And mm-hmm. uh, yet again, another transparent moment where Nova had to understand I could end up being some person that I don't want to be. And I don't want to end up, you know, God forbid, hurting him the way that my father ended up being hurt by my mother. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that that was really beautiful. So yeah, the the episode was just, fil- even when it came to uh, Darla and Ralph Angel, transparency. Even though their storyline this episode was a little bit shorter, it was still a situation where you could see that Ralph Angel is attempting to open up you know get away from that shaming that he was doing in the prior episode and really being Mm -hmm. in it with her you feel me yeah so i we we can see that you know of course this is queen sugar so it ain't gonna stay roses forever but (laughs) i appreciated (laughs) that there was there was an episode where people could simply be like look nothing's hidden anymore this is who we are you know however you plan to see me after i share my truth i've shared my truth Lord, I wish that, that could be the world that we live in. So it just felt good to see an episode filled with that, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, you covered it all. I think the one thing you kind of uh, left out, what you said, though, that Ralph Angel and Darla's storyline was shorter. Um, this episode is the episode they finally started going to, mar- to counseling or premarital counseling. Yeah, yeah. And so the counselor, he asked them, you know, because um, she there, she said, we need to learn how to fight fair when we're arguing. Right. So the counselor asked him, you know, like, how did you see you you all's parents? Like, the relationships your parents had, how were they? And so, um, Ralph Angel because Trudy died when he was like nine or ten or something, he was still young. Yeah, he so was like he always only saw his parents as happy. He never saw them fight, so he doesn't like he doesn't really have a foundation or a basis to look at. Right. So then Darla is kind of the same way. She was like, if they had problems, um they never knew, or at least her mother never let it on to right. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But we can also see that she's still – something is still there with her parents. There's still a, a struggle, but there's still something she hasn't fully shared. Because as you right. know, she hasn't talked to her parents in, like, two years since she's been um, clean, or maybe even before then when she was, you know, um, when she was, I guess, heavy star. on drugs, when she was the different person, star or whatever. Yeah. So there's clearly something there, like something – and we don't know if it was just the drugs or – you know what I'm saying? What brought, what led to their fracture, their their rift? Right. But we know something is there, and something is coming also. Like we keep, it was just another like hint at that things, are, something's up with their parents. And Ralph Angel kind of noticed, but he didn't. It wasn't addressed in the rest of the episodes. So. Right. But yeah, you hit everything else.
0: Okay. Okay. So yeah, clearly you need to be watching Queen Sugar if you haven't started watching yet. You do. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're done with the shows that are still on, well, not still on, because <laughs> even even some of these shows we're about to name are, st- are, are still on, but they're on their way out. But the mm-hmm. shows that, as far as we know, will be having other seasons. Uh, we're now going to go into canceled black shows, the shows that did not survive 2017 and will not mm-hmm. see uh, another season, sadly. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to name off the shows, and if you want to hit on any of them, you can. Uh, okay. but so we have survivor's remorse. We um, have,
2: which I think is, oh,
0: no, 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 go ahead.
2: Okay. No, I think survivor's remorse is very funny. I think it's another thing where it's like, um, maybe the wrong network kind of thing. Yeah. Cause it started off being very more so kind of a traditional kind of like really funny. It's about, um, a rookie basketball player. He uh, moves down to Atlanta, but he takes uh, his family with him. Right, and it's their life adjusting to kind of fame and stardom. So it's uh, his cousin was also his agent, his cousin's wife, and then his mother and his sister. Um, and this just really their lives. But to me, the first season seemed it wasn't serialized. Kind of, it was just like every week. It's kind of like okay, this is an adjustment. Kind of like the first episode is um, he starts to adjust, and then somebody from home is kind of uh shoot what is trying to blackmail him about something or whatever but it still was like kind of very comedic kind of then another episode is where his mother says something on red carpet about how she used to beat him as a child and so it's just really adjusting to like fame right but as the the series goes on this was his fourth season it got more and more serialized and more darker still comedic Mm -hmm. but still really getting to the root of their issues right kind of because his sister for example doesn't know who her father is and their mother wouldn't really talk about it in season three you find out i don't want to give it away. i was about scary. to
0: say i want to watch it so yeah
2: <laughs> but she when she finally says it she says it to cam who is the lead she can't even bring herself to say it to the sister so it's it, it just blows you away kind of thing so okay i really enjoy it. i'm sad it's leaving i wish it was on another it would have started on another network right so it would have to be leaving but yeah
0: and then after that we have still Starcross, which came from shondaland And it was the story that takes place after Romeo and Juliet kill themselves, and uh, Juliet's cousin, who has played, uh, I don't know the girl's name, but she's black, and Mm -hmm. uh, she is forced to marry someone uh, after they kill themselves, and that's about all I know as far as the storyline. But I never, I didn't realize the show had even come on, and it started (laughs) on a Tuesday, and by the time... (laughs) By the time the show was canceled, which, uh, did they even get out a smooth four episodes before it was canceled? Uh, they had moved it know. They had moved it from Tuesday to Saturday. And I'm sorry, but Saturday is literally the bottom of the totem pole as far as television is concerned. It
2: is, and it's crazy, too, because you said it, because we were going to the list right before we started, though, that it was a summer show. So you didn't even, like, I didn't know anything, like you were saying, any, I didn't know shows moved time slots like that. In, in the, the summer, summer right. Nothing else is on. So what is it competing with? Yes, listen! Performing poorly? You don't put it on Saturday. Like You just leave it on Tuesday. It's
0: like, Jesus. Because if we're being honest with each other, there have been lots of summer television shows. Like, even Halle Berry's. Halle Berry, in the second season, mm-hmm. I was surprised she even got a second season of her show. But in the surprised. second season, it didn't do as well, but they still didn't change the day. Like, wow. This is Shonda. But I,
2: but I wonder... And I guess this is arguably, you know what I'm saying, but Halle Berry is a movie star, so I wonder maybe if it's more so who's in front of the camera than behind the camera. That's true. I don't know. That's
0: true. That's a very good point. Because I'm like, the fact that y'all didn't even give this a Friday in the summer, y'all changed it to Saturday? Like, that's probably the reason why I mm-hmm. never knew the show was even on. Like, wow. Funny,
2: but I wasn't interested in the premise, and then I saw the trailer, I was, wasn't interested in either. So. Right. But that's me. I don't know about nobody else.
0: Right, but, right.
2: Also, too, I think it's been proven that Shonda's shows don't work outside of TGIT, or they, if they do, they're kind of forgotten about. Because we yes. talked before, not on the podcast, but how private practice, uh-huh. nobody talks about that show. Right. But it still lasted six seasons. Like, I know it wasn't on TGIT, and granted, it wasn't branded as TGIT back then. Right. But still, it it's one of our shows, that it, la- it has lasted. Like, six seasons, so yeah. Yeah. It's never talked about.
0: So, <laughs> I never heard anybody talk about it. Right. So then in Carmichael show, and we don't got to talk about that because we already mentioned that in a prior podcast, um, uh, The Get Down, as we all know, uh, mm-hmm. Pitch, that one, most people don't even know what Pitch is. That was canceled. That was right. a, a Fox I, show. I
2: think it doesn't, I, think, I don't think Dan is tripping because Dan Fogelman because he has This Is Us as a hit. So he had a show on NBC and a show on Fox and one of them lasted. So I think he's like, okay, well. Because <laughs>
0: most
2: folks don't even know that was the same man behind both shows.
0: No. So, i i know (laughs) this is this is is where you being a screenwriter comes in handy because you know about the behind people (laughs) i don't i don't want to sound rude i didn't know nor care i was i was i've never seen one episode of pitch i forgot the show even existed what i've heard it was another show that kind of had a, a twist at the end okay so
2: but i wonder too though if it was um a bad network or maybe a bad because I know this was on the list I'm gonna jump ahead just a little bit just to prove my point with this one Uh I think it was paired with Rosewood which is also cancelled now but Rosewood was never a huge performer because I think Rosewood was either before Empire because Rosewood came on before Star did like it was a show before Star existed right. I'm saying and so I think they moved Rosewood and Be paired together but it's like these are two shows that both kind of relatively new right. so I think maybe that's why they, neither one really performed that well
0: yeah well, Rosewood definitely did better when it was the lead-in for uh, Empire. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think Rosewood was
2: a good show. I think Rosewood needs to be paired, though, with something maybe like Bones. Like, maybe another kind of yes. like a procedural kind of thing. It didn't have to be paired. It was only paired with Empire, clearly, because Empire is another black show. Right. But it should have been paired with something else, and it would have definitely worked better. So I like, agree. It was seeing Morris Chestnut in kind of a different way. Yes. But it was still a, a fun show. Yeah, a, a, just a fun uh, crime show, right?
0: Like, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, okay, so you said Rosewood. So mm-hmm. then we had uh, Underground was canceled as well, and p- mm-hmm. praying for John Legend. Um, then he he does yes. his thing, and then the last two. <laughs>
1: okay. There was. I a sh-
0: laughing. I, I, I'm <laughs> only I'm only laughing because you know what I'm about to say when it comes to this first one. The first okay. one is the show Doubt. Which starred oh. which starred Laverne Cox and Dule Hill, as well as oh. Television Poison incarnate and oh. Television Poison in physical form, Catherine Heigl. Listen, Listen.
1: <laughs>
2: Catherine is we. Catherine goes from network to network, and I don't know why they keep giving her a chance. But I think I think CBS was it. I think this is <laughs> like I don't think she gonna get another pilot. I'm not trying to like wish that on her, but I really don't think until she goes and apologizes to Sean that makes things right. She ain't gonna be able to work. Listen, because she's she's literally had a pilot like every year, every other year, and they all failed. And like you said before, and I, how they all had a, a prominent or like somebody black that we all know and love attached yes. to the show. Yes, the show failed.
0: She is poison for anybody of color. Like she, and and that's the reason why the Katherine Heigl effect is real because she left and she tried to shame a black woman, Shonda Rhimes, and her creation. And that's what I was saying to you. What I was saying to you is that the the effect doesn't have to do with Hollywood. It has to do with the people who watch, you know? Like, mm-hmm. people don't play when it comes to Shonda. And people read. And people know what it is that's going on. So I'm looking mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, everyone is very aware of the disrespect that you showed towards Grey's Anatomy. So now because of that, Alfred Wood has had to pay on NBC. Then you jump to CBS. Okay, it
2: like was the black president.
0: Nobody saw. No one saw it. <laughs> you go to CBS and everybody's just talking about how for the first time a transgender person is going to have a lead role. And, you know, it's like, OK, this is going to be a big nobody deal. Nobody watches. Nobody watch. And I mean, and when I say doubt was gone quick, <laughs> doubt was gone swiftly. But like, I also wonder, too, and I hate
2: to say this, but the things that she's doing aren't necessarily new or groundbreaking types of thing right if you get what i'm saying like this stuff is very much so like you you gonna get at least one of this type of show every season right. she's definitely always be attached to that one particular this is the new version of xyz right so i wonder if maybe burnout is it but it might be like you're saying too like the audience is like until you make it right with shonda it's not gonna matter but right, right. i also think too like i don't think the network's gonna keep giving her a chance so she'll have to make it right with shonda and then get back in her scrubs and play izzy Like, and maybe pray she can get a spinoff or something because it's just not going to happen nowhere else.
0: The only place I think she could be successful is the CW. I don't even think she'd be successful on Fox. I think if she played second fiddle to a bunch of teenagers, she could be okay. (sighs) But I don't know if her ego will let her do that.
2: It won't. who don't know how you like fix your mouth to say that like the right like she was nominated for the emmy correct yeah you fix your mouth to say the writing did not warrant it girl anybody know your name before grace? <laughs>
0: <laughs> how dare you Grace is the reason why she got those movies she was in
2: grace is the reason you were nominated you dummy <laughs> and if you didn't think the writing was good enough why you keep coming to work every day
0: <laughs> how dare you <laughs> but Listen. but yes and and last yeah go ahead and breathe because you because you're gonna need this is all you this next one so so like you're gonna okay. need some time okay okay, Getting okay. Hot. Getting hot. the very the very last show that was canceled was being mary jane and brandon phil some kind of way and he wants to share it with all of you
2: okay so um before, I'm pretty sure, that I am a huge, huge fan of Mar Brock Akil and Selim Akil. I have loved them both since about the year 2000, maybe a little bit before then, because they did other stuff, but that's okay. Um, but they gave us Girlfriends, and they gave us The Game. Selim's show ran on Soulful for a little while, um, and then, you know, they gave us Being Mary Jane, which I think everybody who watched it um, enjoyed it. They loved it. They were over there for the first three seasons. Um, I think Gabrielle Union had kind of been quote unquote kind of typecast are kind of known as like the angry black woman, but this one on being Mary Jane, we finally got to see her really do some depth and really do some really different things. And she kinda of really proved herself, quote unquote, as an actress in a lot of people's minds. Just from different things I've seen online and heard or whatever. Um, but, you know, Mar and Celine, they got them a deal with Warner Brothers, which I Warner Brothers money I'm sure is better than B T money, which I'm gonna get to. Um, so they took it and they left. Um, I really wish they would have been able to give us a season four and maybe end the show themselves, because there was like a whole year before the deal was up. After it was annou- like announced, right. I think like it was announced in like August, they were had a Warner Brothers deal, and then but they were still contracted to be with BT until the next May. Well, nothing happened between August and May
1: right.
2: over at BT. So yeah, so then it took BT about a year to find a showrunner. They found Eric Kodesh Old Kodish Shelton, who came from The Good Wife, and I'm sure she was probably sad. She didn't hold out just a few more months to go work on the good fight, because that got picked up just after she like decided she wanted to be Mary Jane, but that's right. okay. And um, she came over to be Mary Jane and season four was trash. It was trash in the sense that it completely ignored everything that happened the first three seasons. Like it was not poorly written, it just did not acknowledge or it was not in the same vein of anything. And we all know that showrunner, well, most people, maybe people don't know, but showrunners change all of the time. Like, it, it just happens. It's it like, but if somebody, like, is fired on a Monday, you gotta have somebody new to run that show by Wednesday at the latest. Like, you have to keep things moving. And BET sat they lazy asses Ooh. down, more like laid down. They waited a whole last year. Now I know it's plenty of black women out there, screenwriters who were looking for a gig, and they wait the a whole last black ass year to find Erica Cody Sheldish, and then she ruins the show. Because the ratings were poor. Nobody was watching that bullshit. But when I saw a couple of weeks ago that she got her a deal to go back to CBS and that she was leaving, I was like, well, that's the end of the show. Because nobody watched season four, so who the fuck is going to come back for season five? And how goddamn long would it take them to find another showrunner? Because they're lazy. I mm. I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. I'm getting
0: hot. <laughs> Share how you feel? Go ahead. Share how you feel? No,
2: I just really don't understand how BT has, like, and maybe this is because I don't have television works, so if y'all are listening and y'all know, please feel free to let me know. But BT, to my knowledge, has offices in three different um, cities, but then they only have programming for one day a week, and the show, like... How are you keeping the lights on? Like all of these award show specials that you're doing cannot be keeping the lights on. And we can argue all day long about what kind of programming you want on there, but I need them to have something. I'm tired of them doing the same old dumb ass, lazy ass shit, and then nobody watches. And then they're like, "Oh, well, nobody's watching." Yeah, we're not watching because you ain't put no thought behind it, or because you sat on it for entirely too long. They like get projects, but then they sit on the projects for months and months and months at a time. And then by the time that the project is out, nobody cares and nobody's watching. Like for example. They do big stuff like New Edition, which was huge. That was amazing. But they didn't had, they have shit else to come on the rest of the damn year. <laughs> like, okay, you have all these eyeballs on your network, but then you don't have anything else to come on to follow that. Nobody wanted to see Lawrence Fishburne be Nelson Mandela, and nobody watched. They didn't want to see that. No shade to Lawrence or Nelson. We just didn't want that. Like, you have all of these, like, I can go. I can give them about five ideas right now. I just don't understand. Like, Hmm. Folks have been wanting a different world reboot for forever. You, okay, you can get the, right, the rights to that. Why not just hire a screenwriter or somebody, and they can give you another Black College show? Bam! There it is. Like you have all of this talent on like Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and everything else. Have them give us another version of, like, In Living Color kind of thing. Just another sketch comedy show. And just let it be 30 minutes. But you keep doing this old, tired, tried and true shit. Like, I know it is plenty. There's plenty of, black like, actors who need work. There's plenty of, black like, screenwriters who are looking for work. And these could be people from, like, the 90s who aren't doing things. Or when they get projects, they're not that good. Like, uh, Let's Stay Together, for example, was a pretty decent show, but the show just wasn't funny. But folks want a comedy to be funny like Zoe Ever After. I think folks were looking forward to Brandy's return to television. But folks saw the trailer and they were like we're not watching that shit. And then the folks who did watch, they they liked it even less. I just don't understand. Like what what do they do all day? Nothing. That's what they do cuz that's what's coming on the television on their network. Nothing. Like I don't understand. I need to talk to Deborah or whoever is over the shit and we need to have a conversation cuz I don't get it. What are you doing? Because I
0: can do your job, because
2: there's nothing. I can do that from here. You good? I don't
0: think so, but... Do you have anything? Oh, no, 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 not at all. I just don't. I really loved being Mary Jane in the beginning. Um, I think it's unfortunate that it was canceled. I would have loved for someone to try to find a way for it to be better. Uh... But yeah, that's that's about all. I think you, I think there are a lot of people who are are listening who not only understand, but totally feel where you're coming from. I just don't.
2: Like, how do you keep the lights on? I don't get it. Like, you have no programming over there. BT has been around entirely far too, like, too long for them to have nothing. Like, literally nothing. Like, folks go to watch Martin rerun. Bitch, I can get the DVD. <laughs> like I don't understand. What, what do you watch on BET? I'm just curious.
0: I I, I didn't even watch Being Mary Jane on BET. <laughs> and there the
2: fuck it is exactly. I would I would usually useless.
0: see it once it came on Netflix, but you. <laughs> they can close the
2: doors. That's what I'm saying. You don't need them.
0: I did I did watch New Edition. I did watch New Edition, but yeah.
2: Everybody did, but what shit else to follow that? <laughs> that is my issue. That is my issue. I don't understand what and it's the network. It is not that's no shade, no slight to any of the creators, any of the actors, nothing. I'm just saying they need to fine tune the shit that they do. B. Mary Jane was a hit for them, but they dropped the ball. And there it is. Because I don't understand. I don't understand. How do you wait a whole black ass year to find a new showrunner? Who does that? Who
0: does that? Charles I wish. Mm. I press fresh up. Okay. So I'm going to give you a moment to, to calm because now we're going to move into deeper pop. Okay? So you, you go ahead and breathe. <laughs> wow. Now, mind, I'm going to need your help on this. But just breathe as I, you know, make the transition. So, we're going to get to deeper pop now. We're leaving the shows alone. We're going to get into some pop news. Okay. So, as seen on our uh, Instagram page, which, if you guys aren't walking <laughs> with us on social media, you should. Uh, THS Podcast on Instagram is just all lowercase THS Podcast. And there you can find out news that's constantly going on. And one of the things that we broke was that Nene Leaks was hired and then fired. <laughs> to be a part of the Great Escape Tour, uh, which Brandon is wait. actually going to be attending. So Brand is no longer going to see Nene Leaks as host because she ended up getting fired after making a rape joke at a show in Oakland, California. And yeah, that that I mean that was like the span of and I mean and like as Brandon said before we actually started recording that we don't know how long ago they finalized that she was going to be the host. But for those of us looking via social media, it was about a week. We just
2: know, yeah. It was like less than a week. Yeah. between her announcement and then her like getting fired. Um but Nini has been like getting black um just in general about um being comedian in general because um Folks just don't think she's funny or don't think... You know I'm saying? Just because you can say funny things doesn't mean you can do stand-up. But just because you're, quote-unquote, a personality doesn't mean that you need to be on stage trying to do comedy. Because that's not for everybody. It's not everybody's lame. People study it. It's a craft, and it's a skill, just like anything else. So people already, like, felt away. way, like, different comedians have said different things about her be, Her doing comedy. Like, uh, Paul Mooney uh, tweeted uh, a few days ago um, that he met Mimi, but she didn't even know who he was. He was like, but how are you a
0: comedian? Wow. So Wow. Yeah. So she didn't know who Paul Mooney was? No, sir. Ooh, let me shut up.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. It sucks. And then folks are like, you know, maybe she's just trying to she always gets herself some, some kind of trouble at some kind of height right before the new season starts. Right. But according to Love Be Scott, she's kind of boring this season, so Right. Well, no, we're going to see. But it sucks that, you know, folks, um, and not just her, but like in general, still have their own issues that they're still working through. And it's such, you got to work them out on like a public stage kind of thing. Because to make the kind of joke, you clearly have, you're going, you're working through some things. Because she even like was crying about it the next day on uh, her Instagram live or whatever. Right. But even on there, she was still kind of blaming everybody else. So it's like, you still don't really get, you know, she was like, the heck, is something like, told her to, like kill herself or do something first and that was her response to that. And I was, was about to say, longs, yeah, let's let's right.
0: let's go ahead and explain that, you know, what ended up happening was she made a joke at a heckler and said that she yeah, hopes like, that the woman gets raped by her Uber driver on the way home.
2: Yeah. Like the heckler told her to kill herself and right. then she said that was her response, like I hope you get raped by your Uber driver. So both are wrong.
0: Yeah, completely. yeah, yeah.
2: But it it just sucks. I get what she's saying. such so that like she has to take the backlash, but it's like, you also did something wrong. So right. you're the person that we know. We're not going to attack the because we don't know the heckler.
0: Right. So, Absolutely.
2: And Ecklers, I mean, they suck, but if you're doing comedy, like you've been on comedy for a, at least a year or so now, you should be used to them. Like you should be able to like, if you've been on stages, like because she's going on a comedy tour, so you should be able to like, turn it around and make a joke about the heckler. You can't do that. then You shouldn't be on the stage. Yeah. And I love Nene. I do but that
0: don't mean she always,
2: right? Yeah.
0: So, okay. So. so that's four, but. Yes. <laughs> Let's hope that prayerfully she can learn a lesson or just find a way to calm down some of that anger. Um, Watch the Lord knows she's in such a good company when it comes to that. But <laughs> next <laughs> up is Harvey Weinstein. And <laughs> uh, this, who they call it a scandal. I almost feel like it's I, I swear before we even started recording, there was yet another person who came out uh, mm-hmm. with with allegations of sexual assault from him. And mm-hmm. uh, so far, it's it's getting to the point where it's like a who's who of people, you know, and then people you don't know. Uh, there was an Italian actress named uh, Asia Argenta who came out, a British actress today named uh, Lisette Anthony. Uh, we have Gwyneth Paltrow, who told a story of when she was around 22 years old, and it happened with Harvey Weinstein between the two of them. And that after she was assaulted, she went to Brad Pitt, who was her boyfriend at the time, and Brad actually confronted Harvey. Um, what a lot of people, a lot of what a lot of us don't know is that there are a lot of actors and actresses who have informed Harvey that they would never work with him again. And, well, excuse me, never work with him again, and it just never got out, you know? Um, it was never made public knowledge that these people didn't work with him. And I guess because of the fact that those actors continued to work and he continued to be successful, that no one ever looked and noticed, oh, wow, Brad has never done anything with Harvey again, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because, like, if you don't, what it's all, if it's all these other
2: studios, but he's still, like you're saying, these are all still, like, stars for right. different reasons, then you would never even think that something stopped them or sidelined their career. None of these people were... Like, oh well,
0: whatever happened to so and so. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the the person who has come out the strongest this entire time has been Rose McGowan. She has been mm-hmm. the most vocal accuser from the very beginning. And mm-hmm. you you can tell that the trauma with her with her is really deep because her her need for him to be found guilty, her need for him to pay spills over into so many other people, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and I've been, I've been concerned for her because I don't want her to become the, the complete opposite of him in the sense that he's done all of these things and she's going to become as bad as he is on the other side, you know,
2: because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was reading something that said that she like wants everybody who ever knew about anything he was ever doing to like go down. And I'm like, I, I think that's a bit far. I know it's wrong. Right. Not excusing it, but I think everybody who even just knew, clearly, as, as much as he's done, there's no Hollywood left, is what it sounded like. Right. So I don't, like you're saying too, it clearly is a, a, a um, signal of how, how deep her trauma is and how, how much she still is triggered. Because I think hers was something too that happened like while she was in her 20s. Mm-hmm. So it has been still a long time, but so maybe I think this is, this is something that's just been like sitting or maybe even kind of bur- buried. Like you know, what I'm saying within her, and now finally she's like she can say it publicly or, or finally tell it all, right? Kind of thing, and it's just you know when you hold in something so long, you just have to release it and yeah, yeah, release, yeah, because it's been held in. It's so ugly and so far reaching, kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but it speaks to it speaks to something so deep because I mean you know it goes to the whole Bill Cosby situation because you can look at the two of them mm-hmm. and it's like it's mm-hmm. a, it's a situation of these men assuming that they can get away with these things because of who they are, you know? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I sit here wondering to myself, I wonder when everything started happening with Bill Cosby, if Harvey wondered if it could happen to him one day, but a part of me feels like he didn't. A part of me feels like Harvey probably felt like he was even above Cosby when it came to that. Because when you look at the interviews that he's done recently, you know, like when they've been camped outside his house and all that stuff, He seems to have such little, and I mean, we're not on, we're not inside, you know, we're not in his mind, Mm -hmm. we're not in his heart, so we can't say, but he seems to have so little remorse, like, everything he keeps talking about is about him, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, about how he's going to get better, and no one's perfect, and all this stuff, and he, I mean, because it's it's blatantly, Ronan Farrow put out an article that had, you know, audio of a woman Mm -hmm. and Harvey, like, Mm -hmm. dead to rights, like, (laughs) there's nothing more than, pretty much we all know he's done it at this point. And so he's not doing any apologizing in the sense of I'm so sorry for these women and what it is that they've gone through. You know, the trauma that I've put these women through over the years for decades. I'm so sorry. No, it's all about I'm going to be better. We all go through stuff, but we're all going to make it out. And I'm like, this is only making it worse for you. You know, there is no coming back for you. It's not going to happen. Especially the fact that, like I said, as of today, we still have more women coming out. You know? Mm -hmm. And so, and then, you know, but because of the doors that were opened with women, men started coming out and telling their own stories. And you know, it's like uh, Terry Crews came out and talked about how when he and his wife were at a gala, there was a man uh, who walked up to him, somebody in the Mm -hmm. industry, and groped him in his genitals. Exactly. And, you know, was right in front of his wife, right of his wife. like what you going to do, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm like, this is something that isn't just with women, it's with men as well. And I don't know, I, I guess just in my mind, I'm thinking to myself when it comes to when it comes to men in quote unquote power and what they believe that they can do with it. They've gotten away Mm -hmm. with it for so long because of the fact that people have always felt, and I mean, it's for more than one reason. You know, it's not just because people feel like they could lose their career. It also has to do with their own trauma that they have going on inside. A lot of people usually feel ashamed that they even let it happen, you know? Exactly. So it it, it goes beyond the whole thing of, I don't know what people will think about me in the industry. It's also a thing of, I'm ashamed that I even let this take place. I'm better, I'm stronger than this, you know?
2: Exactly, because even um, earlier, I think it was earlier today or maybe late last night, Sunny, uh Anderson, who is, um, I think he's on the Food Network, or she had, I don't know if she still has or had a cooking show. I'm not too familiar with her, but I was seeing everybody talk about it and tweet about it. She was saying something along the effects of like, you know what I'm saying, y'all shouldn't have let this happen. You should have know what would happen if you went to a hotel room with him, whatever. So everybody was like going in on her and like, you know what I'm saying, um, just really attacking her. Right. But it, it's so crazy because it's like, and we're gonna, the other topic is gonna get to this too, kind of, but it's like we're so quick to like cancel somebody, or so quick to like when they go on the attack, we have to attack too. So, right. realizing like the right thing is like two wrongs don't make a right. Like she's clearly wrong, but like yeah. you're saying too, that point is to like, that's what people are struggling with. Like they are wondering, you know what I'm saying? Like, what should I have done to prevent this? Or like, what have I, you know what I'm saying? How did I lead him on to think that I wanted him to do XYZ? Right. Or why did they this was okay or maybe i shouldn't have had that meeting or maybe did i want my career to advance that badly that ex- you know what i'm saying yeah they start all of this victim blaming and they're like you're saying and they never come forward or they deal with sit with it for so long right but i wonder too which is something i feel like is never really talked about or i don't see people talking about it is how do people i guess get help like those people, is it just a power thing or is it deeper than, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like you, for me, I feel like something is missing or something is wrong within you to continue to do something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, not saying that he needs help instead of them getting justice, right. but I do think that he is, I don't want to call him a victim, but he clearly is going through something too, if you get what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the and, and, and so I, that's the problem. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but that's no, no, fine. that's the problem, and that's mm-hmm. something that you and I can talk about. But that's not happening, unfortunately, in a lot of conversations, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it it is this thing of you are simply a monster, and that's it, you mm-hmm. know. And the thing is, is that it is never that simple. All of the worst people who we can think of all became that way. Again, we are not born this way. Things happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And the the same way these women unfortunately went through trauma, they probably went through that trauma because he has his own trauma. And this is in no way saying what he did was even close to correct. What he did was horrible and his career should be over, you know? But yep. with that being said, with his career being over, we shouldn't just leave him to be the person he was who destroyed these women's lives.
2: Exactly, because it's like at least at some point he re- he knows that this is completely wrong. Yeah, he absolutely knows that he should not continue to do it. Right, but there is still something that says this this is okay or this is an acceptable behavior because right. we've seen it before. I can't we can't quite say this with Bill Cosby, but like R. Kelly and Chris Brown, for example, they've shown us time and time again. Not just, like, the actions that they do are wrong, but they set out of their mouths different things let us know that in their childhood there were different issues right. that weren't fully addressed. And this is where their trauma is coming from. Right, it's being manifested in life, but they have all of these adults around them who are enabling them or who are supporting them or who are mm-hmm. not telling them to get help for those issues. So they continue to lash out or do inappropriate or wrong things, but everybody's just so quick to cancel them or, like, cast them out. But it's, like, clearly – they have issues. like right. Clearly, there are some things that need to be addressed. Right. But folks just see the wrong, not instead of seeing. You know, and I, I get that it's hard. I absolutely, and I absolutely, if you are one of the victims, I cannot tell you to like you need to be the bigger person and pass right.
0: that. Of course at not. At all.
2: Yeah. But for those of us who are outside of it, you, I think you should be able to see that there is a lot of gray. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. There is like you
0: saying, they're not a monster. They're not solely horrible people. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's the reason why, you know, when you and I were having the conversation about the people who, uh, who he's helped, you know, um, mm-hmm. in his career, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, like I told you, if he was someone who had truly helped me all my life and had not had done nothing wrong to me, my family, you know, mm-hmm. but but because of him, I had a better life. My family was well off, all that kind of stuff. If people mm-hmm. came to me and they were like, vilify him right now, you know, tear him down, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'll be like, okay, look, I'm going to be very clear about how what he did was unacceptable. And it totally exactly. changes the course of who he is to me. But I'm never going mm-hmm. to take away the life that he was able to give me, you know? Exactly. Like, so and, and, and that's similar to the... the... No, go ahead. Now, I was going to say that that's the thing that bothers me about people. And that goes to very much what you were saying mm-hmm. about the whole Sonny Anderson situation is that mm-hmm. we live in a culture. And, you know, I talked about this on the last episode, the whole bandwagon mentality. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's alive and kicking on social media, especially on places like Twitter, where it's like, if you don't agree with everything that we're thinking, we are going to mm-hmm. tear you down. You know,
2: exactly. No, because that really reminds me too, like you said earlier, like when hard because there was so many people and so many famous people coming forward, it really reminded me of the Bill Cosby thing. But it's like with him, the backlash was to immediately strip off all of the Cosby show reruns. Right. And like the conversation that was happening then, but I feel like wasn't loud enough, was you know, those residual checks affect not just him. So I don't know if there needs to be a way for you to be able to cut off the checks that he would continue to get. Right. But the rest of the cast is still eating off of that money. Yeah. Or it's like, are you every time. That you would see the cast, or you are inviting them to your talk shows or whatever solely to talk about that. Right. Like, as they, as most of them were saying, that they they did not know him to be that type of person, so they really couldn't speak on that. Right. And that's the thing. Like, how can you ask me to speak on his horrible actions if I never saw them, or if I never, you know, say if, if I wasn't a part of them? If right, you know, what I'm saying like I only knew this particular person as good or as only benefiting and helping me in a positive way. Right. I had no clue they had a whole other life going on yeah. so I can't even make a judgment call or, to you because it's, it's hard for me to wrap my, wrap my mind around them even being that person because right. I've only seen them one
0: way right. right?
2: so it's just crazy
0: which is which is crazy. the reason why the whole situation with Keisha Naipoyan when she was a t- g- going with him to court Bill Cosby in mm-hmm. my mind I'm like if I knew if I believed in my heart that all of these things were true and that you really did this to these women, I couldn't have been by your side going into the courtroom, but you you would never not know that I loved you. And that's Mm -hmm. my thing. You know, my love for you can't leave. There's far too many years of my life that you were like a father to me, you know? Exactly. I don't know what our relationship is going to look like moving forward, but I can't be the person that people, who's made like that? And that's when we get into all the trauma of all the people online. And that's a whole nother show, you know, but we get into exactly. the whole trauma. No, it's like of... You
2: want to so quickly sweat, shut somebody off so quickly, like turn on them. Yeah. But how? How?
0: Like, you, know what I'm
2: saying? you can't you can't just do that.
0: Right. That's not human. Like, like was built that way?
2: It's who... not. And if we're being truthful. Like, all these things y'all talking about y'all boycotting are still on the shelves, so somebody is lying. <laughs> but also, too, it's like, again, I'm not excusing the people, but I'm saying, like, people are... are fully developed. They're complex. They have good and bad. And so it's like, for example, companies are going to make mistakes in marketing. Not to say that you like go and buy more of that particular product, but they're going to like falter. That doesn't mean that this product has worked for your whole life now all of a sudden is obsolete and you have to ignore it. Right. So it means that was a fucked up marketing campaign. Right. You know what I'm saying? It it you cannot just completely one, you can't keep track of all the things you're supposed to be canceling just because you were pissed off. Right. One. But two, like even if you do keep a track of uh, keep track of all of those things, you have nothing left because everybody's going to mess up or fall short at some point. Just right. Like people do like, so you can't, you can't be that black and white because the life is like, the world is full of gray.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel like what we're doing now is making a really smooth transition into what happens with Amanda Seals. I, yeah, I
2: was trying not to go too far, because I knew I was, <laughs> I was like, trying to teeter that line, but they really do go hand in hand. So yeah. it sucks that we, like, you know. it sucks that we record this on Sunday afternoon sometimes. This one happens to be a Sunday evening. So last Sunday evening, but we didn't discuss it until, like, Monday evening, though. Yeah. Amanda Seals um, posted on Twitter. Uh, I'm gonna read the tweets and then we can discuss. She said, mm-hmm. "If you're buying Jordans and Nike suits, but you're sleeping on an air mattress, you're losing. If you're buying Jordans and Nike suits, but you don't have a passport, you're losing. And real quick, before you start, to me it was just so interesting because everybody's been so pro Amanda Seals, like everybody loves her. You know what I'm saying? Like she's like I our uh, woke well, queen. You know, we heart you X Y Z X Y Z. But the minute she tweeted these things, folks were ready to cancel her to push her aside." Like, it was like forget her. I'll I'll
0: let you jump in. I don't want to. Oh no no no! You're good. <laughs> you I mean you, you already know that you and I completely agree on this, and I'm I'm not here for it. I'm not for this yeah. culture, and and it's unfortunate because we both can say that we know people who are like this. This this mm-hmm. this culture of I'm sorry. What, what was the, the 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 term that you called it? Canceling. Canceling. Cancel culture. Because that's
2: what they say. Because they're like you're canceled, and it's like. How, you, how do you just so quickly cancel somebody? Especially, like, we were just saying, somebody who you just yesterday loved.
0: Listen, Amanda Seals is one of them. She is completely one of them. <laughs> and that's the reason why it's so mind-blowing to me. I'm like, she, if you went and put her article, I mean, her, her tweets next to any of these people doing think pieces all the time, you would think it was the exact same person. And it's mm-hmm. so mind-blowing to me because I'm just like, you were just praising her last week. Like she could do exactly. no wrong in your eyes. When she sat at that dinner table across from Caitlyn Jenner and handed her her ass, y'all were praising, you know, and exactly. I'm sitting here and I'm like, when you read those tweets off to me just now, I would have read them and would have kept scrolling like, oh, okay, whatever. It's her opinion because she's just like all of you. I can't even Listen. begin to say how many people I scroll past on Twitter or Facebook who post stuff where I'm like, well, you're supposed to be so for the cause and blah blah blah, but you be shaming the heck out of these people you supposedly defending.
2: Exactly, and I think a part of what what does what didn't help her and it usually doesn't help people in these situations is like where folks tried to. my like granted, they came loud and loud and disrespectful at her, but she came back being very dismissive. It came back, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh not yeah, back and down, which I, which I get holding your own but of course they're already in the canceling culture and they're like okay well look at how she's responding to us or look at what she's have, has to say now but it's like again the two wrongs don't make it right like you can't hop like you and we discussed this too it's like if you have something to say about her tweets you could have retweeted them and then went on your own exactly. thread your own rant by yourself exactly. you didn't have to keep jumping in her mentions and like trying to attack her
0: yeah yeah but it, it, it's listen. not it's not possible for something to be solved if y'all are the exact same people it's not gonna happen like her coming back at them the way she did was it wasn't necessary. But she's just like them; <laughs> they're just like her. So it's like it's it's a bunch of pain, all fighting each other. You mm-hmm. know, a, a, a tornado of pain, <laughs> just just exactly. just a bunch of hurt people just attacking each other. And it's and like I think it's no go ahead. No go ahead. I was
2: gonna say I think it sucks because at least for her, like these things are are career damaging. Yeah. Like. Because she's really just starting her career. Yeah. Because I, I just know at some point, you know what I'm saying, when they come around talking about Insecure Season 3, they're going to be looking like, okay, but Tiffany's not coming back, right? Right. And then, that, which is going to be very interesting because it's going to really place Issa Rae right in a very, like, sticky situation. I told
0: you. I'm so interested to see if something's going to end up coming to her where they, someone's going to want her to talk about it. I'm so interested to see.
2: Because I do, and we discussed too, like, she's very normally pretty good like for example like everybody was talking about the condom usage or lack of condom usage on the show and then the showrunner Prentice penny was kind of going back and forth with folks like you know they're there y'all aren't really paying attention they're in the background we always assume that practicing safe sex xyz again being very kind of dismissive yeah which i understood because in my i mean just for that particular thing i never really even really crossed my mind just because you don't normally see condoms on tv period or whatever um (laughs) but he's the (laughs) right came forward after the whole backlash and then she was like you know what i'm saying we hear your concerns we understand we'll do better with season three and left it alone
0: right so yeah.
2: i really do wonder with this because they're not gonna forget they tend to hold on to people a little bit longer than do products but <laughs> but we'll just really be you know what I'm saying, really see because like god forbid they're like we're not watching season three because of tiffany right Cause some of them would say that yeah some of them will will hold yeah them that deep they it- show that they loved
0: Issa oh is is a very, very smart businesswoman. You, know, you and I have talked about this. She navigates dealing with these trolls very, very well, you know. But the, the situation is different when it becomes, you know, where it has nothing to do with how we feel about you. It's how we feel about a character. And you should do so-and-so-and-so. But exactly. in that instance, my thing is, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a line that is eventually going to be drawn between people who have a rational idea of things and those Mm -hmm. who are extreme. And you know, there's going to have to be a line that's going to be drawn because it's like, okay, we are not going to get rid of life altogether because you're not satisfied. There's a very, there's a big difference between having a voice and letting people know what you believe is unacceptable and just feeling like the Mm -hmm. slightest thing someone does means you need to take away their entire life. There's a huge difference.
2: Uh, That's, that's, that has literally always been my issue Or even like with instances like with whole black lives matter or like people tweet racist things right why do you need to find out where they work and inform their employer What is their <laughs> ignorant ass opinion has to do with I, I don't care who you are how you feel who you have sex with <laughs> what kind of clothes you wear everybody has to pay rent on the first of the month damn it <laughs> Like yeah. I don't, I don't have to like you at all. I would never. That 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 is mind boggling to me. Yeah. And Folks are just like, oh, retweet, retweet to so find their employer for what? For what? If, because if I told your employer half of the shit that you tweet about,
0: listen, listen, Oof. and there we go with the hypocrisy. Oof. There we go with the hypocrisy. <laughs> I'm
2: getting hot again. I'm getting hot again. <laughs> no but that like irritates me every single time because i'm just like i feel like what you do outside of work does not matter and literally it, it like most companies to my understanding is like as long as you're not adding where you work like saying that people at xyz corporation right. feel this way then you're fine because right. you're grown because that has nothing to do with what you do here between eight to five yeah nothing yeah
0: my my I don't is, understand with the whole Amanda thing and the people who were adding her and everything, my thing is, is that I would have tweeted, is it possible? And I mean, it, it could have been a no, you know, but I, I would have been respectful enough to understand the no, but to still say what I needed to say. And I've been like, is there a possibility that we could DM this? I want to show you respect and not make this public. I have concerns i like to share with you. Simple as that. And if she came back and said no, my response would still be respectful. I don't appreciate what it is that you said. I feel like you speak down to people, you know. And if she came back with another response, Mm -hmm. I I hear what it is you're saying. I still feel the way I feel. Have a good night. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. In my mind, I'm like this whole thing of having to tear each other down is so perplexing to me. because uh, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, at least on Twitter, I've noticed a big part of it is, like, you know, you can quote tweet somebody to, like, what their tweet is below, but then your response is above. Right. People love that because it's, like, because folks can't always see, or it's fairly changed now where you can usually see somebody's response to somebody else. But before, quote tweeting is so, like, you can kind of, to me, I feel like you're trying to perform for your followers. Right. Like, you're trying to say, look at what I had to say to X, Y, Z, or look at how I put so-and-so in place. Listen, if you want to give them a show, Brandon Harris-Williams is the one. Okay. (laughs) I just don't understand. I, I really don't get it. I just don't understand.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't. And it's like you said, like she's literally one of them. And it's like, think pieces are very popular, and a lot of other people are like coming up and becoming prominent and doing different things. Um, some of them I know and I'm happy for, but again, some of them are just like this. You know what I'm saying? And so, God forbid that moment where they show. That they're human or they have an ignorant opinion about one particular thing, then what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when they – because, like, her, like, she's really just kind of rolling into her stardom kind of thing. What happens when you finally kind of break, break that, like, kind of first glass ceiling, like, you know what I'm saying, your own individual, like, gold or whatever? But then you say something crazy. Like, is it just over for you?
0: Right. And then right. you can't look
2: to all of your think piece friends to defend you because they're the ones writing think pieces about
0: you. Yes. So. Listen, and, and this is what I'm saying. My, and th- that's the reason why I could only feel but so bad for her, because my whole thing is, is that you are a part of this whole culture of treating people this way. So it was bound to come around to you. And the exact same people who are treating you this way are going to reach a certain level of celebrity where the same thing is going to happen to them. Because as I said at the beginning of us talking about this particular thing, the thing that I think is so interesting is that these people who are constantly caping about these different issues and these different people always end up speaking down to these people in some way, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of these people who are out here for same gender loving rights, trans rights, you know, are also some of the people who either publicly or privately do the shaming of the exact same people they're defending. And mm-hmm. in their mind, they're not doing it because they feel like I'm just sharing how I feel. But you are one tweet away from being exactly where it is that you put Amanda. Amandala, I'm sorry. No, Amanda. Amanda Law is the other Amanda. girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, she, she hasn't
2: said anything yet. She's right. Still teenager, so. But God forbid she did, because they don't care what how old you
0: are, damn it. Listen, fact. <laughs> but okay. God forbid. So we just got finished talking about some real deep pop. So I think we need to move into some good news. What you think?
2: <laughs> Listen, we need it because I'm still hot.
0: <laughs> so we've decided that at the end that. of uh at the end of every episode, we're gonna talk about good news. Because mm-hmm. we we often can talk about so I mean this the whole show is about healing. So with it yes. being about healing, we're gonna have some episodes that are going to be With some real sensitive topics, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're going to we're going to be feeling some kind of way as those of you who are listening are feeling some kind of way. So we want to make sure that we're able to inhale, exhale and come down, you know, and to, 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 to reach a peaceful place before we close everything out. So with that being said, we're about to heal through some good news. So what good news you have, Brandon?
2: Um, well, I've been working for two weeks, so this week is finally, hallelujah,
0: thank you, Lord. Praise God. I get my
2: first check, will hey!
0: <laughs> Listen, I never would've made it. <laughs> hey,
2: fire. I never could've made it. Listen, check, like, granted, the check is, like, already gone, because I have things I need to do, but I get my first one this week, and it's gonna be alright. Also... <laughs> Because we talked about this other day, too, how like you really like to drink like martini. Like you can drink martinis.
1: Uh-huh. Like
2: the way people drink. I said martini the first time. Martinis. The way people drink wine. Right. Target put out, they have new $5 wine coming out. I said, go ahead and sign <laughs> me up. <laughs> go ahead. I don't like wine a lot, but I can like it
0: for $5. i am sure me. you can. <laughs>
2: <I'm> Listen, <sure. laughs> you the job done. It's,
0: What's your good news? My, uh, my good news first, Kende Wiley and Amy Sherald, I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right, are uh, creating, uh, they're painting pictures of Barack and Michelle Obama for the Smithsonian. So I yes. think that that's pretty awesome because I love Kende. Uh, also, some good news for everyone is I'm sure some people mm-hmm. see this as great news. Girls Trip is now on Blu-ray and DVD Mm mm-hmm so I've already seen people posting about it all over social media so I know that is some great news for people right now and lastly this coming Tuesday which I believe will be the 17th of the month is going to be what you say it
2: will be the day that this episode
0: is airing right the day the episode is airing (laughs)
2: today
0: today. Uh, today, right because we're talking since it's going to air on Tuesday (laughs) Today is the five year anniversary of when I first met Brandy Norwood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come yes. Go.
1: Vocal
0: bible. <laughs> so, the vocal like say. listen, say it. Say There's it. some folks like to say. Because people try to take that away from her. I'm not paying attention to her ah. person I'm not paying attention to her personal life. In her professional ah. life, the vocal bible. Ah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what are ah. you
2: doing? What are you doing? Ah. <laughs> so she can really sing, and she definitely is like has definitely had an impact on a lot of people like other singers or whatever. She's definitely influential. So you cannot take influential from her.
0: Listen. That of
2: Bible, that's debatable.
0: Listen. I don't know
2: what book you was reading. But, <laughs> but influential, she got that one down fast. Listen. She's crazy as a bug, but
0: she What I say, I'm not worried about her personal life. Bring me the professional. So you're not worried
2: about her hiding that pregnancy they say she's doing? <laughs>
0: What we're not going to do. This is good news, sir. This is good news.
2: <laughs> Bring your life into the world. is good news.
0: This is where we are focused on good news. And that five-year anniversary of me meeting her is is where happening today story. on this Tuesday. Well, short story. Thank where you, you very her? much. Where you meet
1: her?
0: I met her at, uh, oh, Lord, was it, is it called S&J Music? It's someplace in lower Manhattan. It's like in the financial yes. district. This huge okay. music store. She was okay. having a, a, a in store signing, and I got That's to. 11. Yes, it was for two eleven. Yep. Okay. Uh- look, look at me. Look I'm very impressed. Me. I'm very impressed. you know, I
2: don't know Brandy after she took the braids out. You know, I
0: don't. Oh, uh, which is even more impressive that you know two eleven then, because the braids have been out for a minute after. <laughs> um but yeah 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 that was an an awesome experience and of course every october 17th i have to go and put my main profile picture as brandy and i taking our picture together as i I, i continuously said over and over to her you're a blessing and i felt so foolish afterward i was like you waited years to be able to talk to brandy and all you could say is you're a blessing I was so, I was messed gonna meet
2: up. Her again, so happy.
0: Shall, I shall. Indeed, I shall. And you're
2: going to be ready to have a full conversation with her. <laughs> yes. Don't take me. I might ruin it for you. Yes.
0: <laughs> anyway, so yes, we have come to the end of the show. We have filled you with some good news. You've had an opportunity to listen to our feelings on many things in dealing with pop many. culture. We would definitely love to hear from you and what it is that you have to say. So if you would like to send us an email, I want to correct the email that I gave you all last week. This is the proper email. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your comments, especially about this episode, because we know that people aren't always going to agree with us. You feel me? So share how you feel at THS. At revolutionmultimedia.com. As I always say, it's revolution, just revolution with an A in place of the E. THS at revolutionmultimedia.com. Also, yes. you can hit us up on Instagram, because that's where we're constantly posting our news, all the different things happening in pop culture, at all underscore THS podcast. THS podcast. Also, another correction from last week. At the end of the show, I told you guys that you can uh, walk with me on social media under Scorpiogi. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you all know how to spell because I surely couldn't. Um, Scorpiogi. Lord. It's at S-C-O-R-P-I-Y-O-G-I. I ended it with the G last week and I have no idea why. Um, also, oh, I teach yoga online. I was uh, actually taught yes. a class in, uh, what is it, Indiana this week. I taught a class oh, in Pennsylvania. No where you at. No matter where you are. Get your yoga on. Absolutely. Get your your Wi-Fi connection. Get it right. But yeah, I did Indiana this week. I did Pennsylvania this week. So yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. I can teach you. If you are in Atlanta and you want to go to some uh, yoga group classes, you can find me every Saturday at Jeans Body Tech, 700 Miami Circle Northeast from 1230 Mm -hmm. p.m. to 2 p.m. What about Mm -hmm. you, Brandon?
2: Um... Can walk with me, yes, yeah, like Breeze saying. Um, <laughs> on Twitter at No More Otis. It's all, you know, together because it's my ad. But No More Otis. Or you can search me, I guess, on there, B Harris Williams. Um, at some point, I'm going to open up my Instagram. I ain't ready just yet, but at some point, I'm going to
0: get there. <laughs> um, I keep so trying, trying to get him to take over the, the Healing Space Instagram, but he ain't trying to do that. But yeah. You
2: know I don't do the captions. I just—I'm you know. gonna get there one
0: day. I'm gonna get there. I'm uh-huh. gonna get there. Like, yeah. I was gonna say something. And I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh. I'm sad now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, with that being said, Brandon's gonna let hmm. you know what it is he has to say online. So, <laughs> on on Tuesday, <laughs> it'll come back to him and he'll <laughs> share it online. <laughs> Whatever. Ah, uh, but we will see you guys next week. We thank you so much for listening in. Thank you for all the feedback you gave to our episode last week. Yeah. That was really, really awesome. Thank you guys you for did listening, that. and yeah, thank you, you. Did that. thank you. I have
2: my notepad out. I'm just like, you better
0: <laughs> talk. You better speak that thing. Thank you for everybody who shared who pushed that episode all over social media. It really meant a lot to us that you enjoyed what we had to say about pop culture and what I had to say about dating in my 30s. Last week's episode got a lot of attention. That really meant a lot. Um, But until next week, we will see you guys. Thank you so much for joining us and namaste.